You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio. My name is Megan Williams and I'm very excited to be back in the studio broadcasting live from 3CR for the first time in 2021 and for the first time in almost 12 months. So it's very exciting to be with you today on this Tuesday morning. I hope you've had an excellent and COVID safe summer, enjoying the beaches, enjoying the nice not warm weather and enjoying your freedom outside. I would like to give a big shout out to uh, the 3CR live broadcasters who last week brought you the inda- uh, a live broadcast from the Invasion Day rally. And I would, of course, like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and to pay respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. And to start off today, we are going to have a little bit of trivia. I've got a question for you out there. What happened on the 2nd of February in 1971? That's 50 years ago today. In Iran, there was a signing of a very important international convention in the city of Ramsar. It was the Ramsar Convention, an international treaty for the conservation and sustainable use of wetlands to protect migratory birds across the planet and protect our vital wetlands into the future. There are 66 sites in Australia covering an 8.3 million hectares of land and the benefits of wetlands are enormous. They are vital for clean water, they're vital for water supply, they're vital for building resilient ecosystems, they're vital for sustainable livelihoods and jobs right across this continent, for biodiversity, for stormwater protection, They also play a role in carbon capture and storage and climate change adaptation, even though they're greatly at risk from climate change itself through reduced rainfall and a drying climate. So wetlands across Australia are vitally, vitally important and we will be talking about them today with Mel Gray from Healthy Rivers Dubbo um, as a special for World Wetlands Day. We'll be talking all about the condition of the wetlands in the Murray-Darling and specifically about the Macquarie Marshes, which are up in Mel's local area in northern New South Wales. The importance of how environmental water, of what, how environmental water keeps them alive through dry times and what role they play in keeping our ecosystems safe. That's all coming up after this community service announcement. It's now or never for climate action. 
So join the National Sustainable Living Festival this February for a program showcasing cutting edge solutions to the ecological and social challenges of our times. Be part of the change and join the sustainability movement with a month of workshops, talks, demonstrations, artworks, exhibitions, films and live performances. It's time to reset to climate safe. For the full program, go to slf.org.au. The National Sustainable Living Festival is a 3CR supporter. back on Dirt Radio. Uh, it is World Wetlands Day and we are speaking today with Mel Gray from Healthy Rivers Dubbo and a whole range of other places, the NCC, the Inland Rivers Network. I'm not sure there's a pie about protecting wetlands and river ecosystems that Mel doesn't have her finger in. So I'm very excited to have her on the show today. Welcome to Dirt Radio. Good morning, Megan. Happy World Wetlands Day. Yes, happy World Wetlands Day to you too. It's very um, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for making the time. Now, it's not your first time on 3CR, but it may be your first time on Dirt Radio. For our listeners out there, can you tell us a bit about your local area and the concerns that got you involved in protecting wetlands? Yeah, thanks, Megan. I'm here on Tabagamang Wiradjuri land on the banks of the Wambu or the Macquarie River. Um, I'm here in Dubbo, uh, down the end of our valley, towards the end, on Whalewin land. Are the iconic and magnificent Macquarie Marshes. Um, they are spectacular and important, vital wetlands. And um, we are up here in the Northern Basin, we also have close by many other wetlands. There's the Guida System wetlands, uh, Narran Lakes, um, and down below us on the Lachlan, there's um, the, um, the great um, Kumbungi Swamp. Uh, wetlands. Uh, so they're, they're really important parts of our river systems uh, and um, they're under a lot of stress because of extraction of water upstream of them and plans to increase uh, infrastructure to put more dams in, to increase the height of dams uh, and take even more water away upstream of these really vital protected landscapes. Yeah, and so this, the whole area that we're talking about is part of the Murray-Darling Basin, your local area and all those other wonderful wetlands that you've just mentioned and finishing in the great Coorong Lakes at the end of the system, which also rams are protected. So the Murray-Darling Basin plan was meant to recover water to help improve the quality of these areas. How is the condition of the Macquarie Marshes going at the moment? Look, if it wasn't for that little bit of water that the public own uh, and that is really, really well managed on behalf of the public by the Commonwealth and New South Wales environmental water holders, the there would not be very much vegetation left in the Macquarie marshes after the severe sharp drought that we had between 2016 and 2020. Um, we've managed, uh, the, the environmental water holders have managed to just keep alive the Part that really valuable 
9% of the land mass of the marshes. Uh, that core area has been able to be kept alive uh, with flows of environmental water through that time uh, as much as possible. And the same could be said for the wider wetlands and certainly the work that the Commonwealth did in Narran Lakes as well. Uh, so having water in public hands in times of drought uh, to, to try and compensate for incredibly high levels of floodplain harvesting take and high levels of over-extraction of water, um, it's, it's been an absolute... We, we wouldn't have the wetlands, I don't think, if we didn't have a bit of public water. Yeah, so this public water, this water for the environment that uh, was brought back and is itself a, an allocation to the environment. Um, you're saying that only only kind of 9 or 10% of these beautiful wetland areas are being protected at the moment. I mean, I have here that the Macquarie Marshes is one of the largest freshwater wetlands in the Murray-Darling Basin, which is itself the largest river basin on the continent. Mm. And only 9% of that of that area is is surviving at the moment. It's we, yeah, we've only got enough water in public purse to keep the core, the values in the core nine percent, um, which is the part of the wetland that must have water every year. Flow flooding inundation. Um, so that is the priority, um, simply because there. You know, so much water is taken out that this is all the water that's available. Um, and that's, that's the case in the Macquarie itself. Um, certainly, it's, the Macquarie Marshes was reclassified in 2010 by the Commonwealth Government as, um, as a system that wets and dries more. So it used to be a semi-permanent wetland, but because of the changes in flows, it's now been reclassified. Um, and... You know, the environmental water managers do the best job they can with what they've got, um, but really keeping um, like the North Marsh reed bed here in the Macquarie that uh, caught a lightning strike in the height of the drought, it was critical that those reed beds get a flood within a year or they would have been lost at nearly 4,000 hectares of, of amazing reed bed that does an incredible job cleaning water, amazing. Um, so when, when the drought broke, the majority of the water was diverted by floodplain harvesting levies for free and kept um, by the irrigation industry. Um, so it was up to the public, uh, the owned water, um, to send down flows uh, and, and try and get those those reed beds inundated and hopefully we've done enough to uh, save the majority of them um, but it was really touch and go. Um, so uh, the more water in public hands, the more secure our wetlands and and for men, our communities um, our, and our First Nations cultures and communities. Um, you know, so yeah, more, more water in public hands is a good thing. Absolutely. So it sounds as though the government's been changing the rule book in 2010, 2010 reclassifying the wetlands to be semi-permanent yeah. rather than a permanent well, wetland. 
Yeah, they, they had to report to Ramsar that, um, unfortunately, due to over-extraction, they had to reclassify uh, the, um, the wetlands. So it was, a, it, it was an admission that due to over-extraction, the nature of the wetlands themselves has changed. So it's like a red flag to Ramsar that we are losing the Macquarie marshes should this behaviour continue. And plans by the New South Wales government to put a dam, another dam in the Macquarie, upstream of the Macquarie marshes, that will catch tributary flows, um, certainly would be a death knoll for the Macquarie marshes. And today is the anniversary, the 50th anniversary of the Ramsar Convention. And it sounds as though in your local area and potentially further afield that it's not, or the, the government's not living up to its commitments under the Ramsar Convention. What, oh, yeah. w- what power does the international community have in protecting internationally significant wetlands? Well, we have a, a legal obligation. Australia and New South Wales both have we've signed up to the Ramsar Conventions and a lot of other agreements uh, with Japan, with South Korea, with other Asian countries. Um, so it's a league and it's, it's written in the Water Act that the Commonwealth Water Act that we must protect these internationally significant wetlands. Uh, so we're in a legal liability position as a country and morally we obviously have uh, an obligation to protect these wetlands as well. So the actions of the New South Wales government in fast-tracking and pushing these dam projects is creating a legal liability for uh, Australia. Mm. And so we've talked a little bit about what is causing these problems to the Macquarie marshes. There's over-extraction and there's new dams. Can you kind of go into what... um, you go a bit deeper into how these things are hurting our wetlands. Yeah, absolutely. Well, wetlands need water. Um, so when you take out um, massive volumes of water, like the large percentage of water from the system, those wetlands are going to shrink. We all we accept that. That's a reality. Um, but there seems to be... Uh, no, there seems to be a priority given to extraction over wetlands by the New South Wales government. And we saw when the ICAC report came out a couple of months ago that um, they found that uh, often the New South Wales government acts with such priority to irrigation as to be breaking the rules of the New South Wales Water Management Act because the environment should come first. So in the Macquarie, we have a situation where Historically, this, this system is over-allocated. When Burundong Dam uh, was built in the late 60s, the yield of Burundong Dam was uh, to be about 406,000 megalitres. Um, but then licences, allocations, just handed out like lollies, confetti, everyone gets an allocation. And now we've got a situation where there's 899,000 megalitres worth of entitlements issued from the poor old system and the, and the river just can't provide for all these entitlements. And, and that's before you talk, look at floodplain harvesting, 
floodplain harvesting is a significant activity in the Macquarie upstream of the marshes and it withholds, I estimate, uh, last year it withheld somewhere around 90,000 to 130,000 megalitres of water from the Macquarie marshes uh, and the system uh, which feeds into the Barwon and the Darling and the Barker downstream to Menindee Lakes, you know, denied the entire basin that water. Um, but that seems to be not enough because, because the New South Wales government prioritised irrigation entitlement over the river and the people and the culture, um, they want even more. They want to they want to wring the last bit out. They want to try and get water out of a stone. So there's a plan to build an enormous re-regulating dam structure downstream between the, the big dam and the marshes. Um, and effectively, the way that the rules are written, this, this re-regulating dam at Indian will be a blank check for the government to stop tributary flows when they enter the river below Burundong and capture that water and flog it off to irrigation. Yes, it's an absolute disaster. And so can you tell me about how environmental water is being protected to when it, on its delivery to the Macquarie Marshes? Yeah, sure. So below a certain point in the river, uh, the rules change. Um, so there were, and of course it's, it's so very complicated, there are different types of environmental water just as there are different types of water that is allowed to be taken. Um, but when, when this environmental water passes a point in the river, uh, the rules actually allowed this environmental water to be extracted and pumped um, downstream, closer to the marshes, around the marshes, for irrigation. Um, so there was uh, actually an improvement, and we'll give credit where credit's due, by the New South Wales government to protect some of, not all, but some of the publicly owned environmental water from extraction. And I think that was in line with public expectation, uh, certainly. Um, I mean, we've got a situation in the Macquarie where at the very confluence of the Macquarie and the Barwon River, there's um, an irrigation licence there with the right to take water when there's a visible flow. So any type of water, this was the case, any type of water, um, regardless of who owns it, if the public owns it or not. So how does how can the Wamble possibly connect to the Barwon in any meaningful way when somebody right on that confluence has the legal right to take whatever water is moving? So there were steps taken by the New South Wales government to protect like I say, some of, most of, that uh, publicly owned environmental water from extraction. So that'll have an impact to those uh, businesses, those irrigation businesses downstream. So that will have to be, well, that's not being looked at actually, but, um, you know, that's another complication to the issue uh, that um, will, will, I'm sure, be discussed and addressed. Um, but, um, yeah, they're... they're I'll give credit where it's due. There's a little bit of protection more than there was. 
Well, that's a small bit of good news to hear on this World Wetlands Day. Uh, and just before we run out of time, was is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners about how they can support your work uh, and learn more about what's happening in the, along the Macquarie Marshes? Absolutely. Um, our website, um, www.healthyriversdubbo.com, has got information on our campaign about this Gingin Dam. We're having... Uh, so there's all lots, sorts of information there about how you can join in. Um, Healthy Rivers Dubbo on Facebook as well. Um, Mel Gray, River Ambassador on Twitter. Uh, we're holding a community day out at Gingin on the 21st of February, coming up in a couple of weeks, um, where we are inviting the community to come along to the most popular and beautiful camping site on the Mid Macquarie, um, which is the Gingin site, which will be lost under two and a half storeys of, of water, eight and a half metres of water, it'll be um, lost, this, this site. So we're inviting people to come along um, and just enjoy the space and uh, learn about what's planned for this beautiful site. Um, there's plenty that people can do to learn about the importance of wetlands. I mean, wetlands are the most valuable ecosystems on the earth. They perform incredible... Um, they clean water for us. They provide refuge for drought in drought, for wildlife... Um, incredibly rich source of food and clean water um, and they're a carbon sink so they're doing an incredible job and we are fighting against them. We're, we're losing them wetlands three times faster than forests. Uh, so find a wetland near you and stand up for it and write to uh, the Environment Minister Susan Lay or the Environment Minister in your state um, and yeah, learn a bit about wetlands because they're absolutely incredible. And there's no better day to learn a bit about wetlands than on the 50th anniversary of the signing of the Ramsar Convention for World Wetlands Day. And Mel Gray it's from Ramsar. Healthy River... Oh, Ramsar, excuse me. <laughs> and, no, respect. And Mel, thank you so much for joining us on Dirt Radio today. Pleasure, Megan. Thank you. All right. We'll be back here on 3CR and we'll be back right after this. Nominations are sought for the Darabin Community Awards for individuals and groups who have made an outstanding contribution to the Darabin community over the past year. We are delighted to announce two new categories, Cold Elder Community Leader of the Year and Cold Emerging Leader. Nominations close 11th of February 2021. For more information, contact the City of Darabin on 8470 8888. That's 8470 8888. The City of Darabin is a 3CR supporter. That was Mel Gray from Healthy Rivers Dubbo, who uh, is a river warrior living up in northern New South Wales and fighting hard to protect the Macquarie Marshes and all the rivers in the Murray-Darling Basin because they're all connected. You're on Dirt Radio with Megan 
And if you missed the interview or you'd like to catch up on any of our other shows, you can tune into our podcasts at 3cr.org.au slash dirtradio. And in other river news for World Wetlands Day, the local community at Menindi are calling for the Ramsar listing of the Menindi Lakes, which are very significant wetland system that do not have protection currently and are threatened by big developments uh, under New South Wales and Murray Darling Basin. Um, Murray-Darling Basin policies and there are new dams popping up all over New South Wales as well and you can tune in if you want to hear any more about that to do your do your listening on World Wetlands Day you can go to 3cr.org.au slash earthmatters and scroll through the podcast feed because I've made shows on all of those things last year. So go and have a binge listen on Rivers Today for World Wetlands Day and uh, check out the Friends of the Earth Facebook pages and stay tuned to 3CR for more radical programming today. We are just about out of time. And to close up the show, we're going to listen to an Outback classic, Pigs on the River by John Williamson. I'm Megan Williams, and I'll see you next time. Pigs on the river, snouts in the trough, taking all the water you can't get enough. You don't care, you leave towns dry. Pigs on the river, snouts in the trough, Draining the country, can't get enough You're getting fat With a greedy eye You don't love the river, you greedy swine You've got no friends, you sure aren't mine You think you're big time, you think you're tough on the river, snouts in the trough, we know who you are, we're calling your bluff, this is Australia, you should be ashamed.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.